Hey guys, this is Justin, and just a quick programming note, you may have noticed I didn't upload last week's Bad Batch review that Corey and I did. I've decided to include the reviews for both episodes 4 and 5 in this single extra-long podcast. It will include all of our yammering before and after. I'll include timestamps down in the podcast description. I also do just want to mention, because some of you may miss it, given that it is in the second half of the combined pod, that we will have a special guest for this upcoming week, Victor Lucas. He's a famous well-loved video game personality. I'm very, very happy that he will be guesting, but that's all I've got for you guys today. Let's start with our discussion on episode four. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tap Calf Transmissions. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Corey. I, I don't usually call myself Mr. I don't like that very much, but Mr. Corey. Joining me, as uh-huh. always, is... is yep. uh, I, no, stop interrupting me. We, we've talked about this. I just don't like you anymore. Okay, well, understandable, because my co-host is not just Mr. Justin or Mr. Eckhart Slatter. He's the newest member of the YouTube Millionaires Club. I think that's what that means, right? You have a million subs, so you get a million dollars? Yeah, they send you a million dollars. That's amazing. Congratulations. I'm coming to your house for dinner tomorrow. No, you're not. You don't have the the net worth. (laughs) Oh, I see how it is. This is the final episode, is it? Yeah. It's over. This is you're it. Lucky, you're lucky you got me for this one. When I get my my silver play button, am I allowed to talk to you again? It's like a band of one, like ranked mass matching. You can talk to me, but I can't I can't talk back. It's not oh, even well, my rule is the crazy thing. Well, after Susan left, there were some weird rules put in with YouTube. Yeah. But I guess in our in our final episode of that, it's not the final. People will believe me. It's not the final episode. Everybody say congratulations, Justin ellipses wow that's cool exclamation mark exclamation wow mark, great exclamation job mark. yeah that too mm-hmm. but uh but yeah so we got two big topics to talk about today we have on the good side uh an episode of the bad batch that i really enjoyed I, yep good episode and on the bad side there have been a some bad help. episode of the good batch huh funny how that happens well there's good there's batch been of bad news a good batch of fucking video games that never are going to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you do we want to start in the in the bad side with this, and then people who don't want to listen to that? Yeah, I think we start with the news. The... Yeah, yeah. So I know you're you're going to be hot under the collar for this. So get get us started, Justin. I mean, I I'm not even hot under the collar because I I can't I act... put out my video. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't act like I'm surprised or I'm just disappointed. So. The the big for one, this is not just an EA thing, but there have been massive video game layoffs across the industry this year. Uh, Microsoft laid off almost two thousand people. Um, EA today laid off uh, several hundred. Sony laid off several hundred. Um, Riot, Tencent, had a bunch of Riot, yeah, Riot. Yeah. Um, even like the the gaming uh, connected companies like Twitch and Discord have been laying off people. Um, so as I mentioned, EA was one of them today. Uh, they put out a little, honestly, kind of a, kind of a, a pissy statement where they were like, yep, we're going to focus more on uh, stuff we own. We're, we're not, we don't really want to work with, um, play with other people's toys anymore. And, uh, there was r- rumors that the respawn team behind the new upcoming, uh, star Wars game, we, we didn't officially know what it was, but we'd heard that it was a star Wars FPS and, Last week, we'd heard that it was a, a Mandalorian game, not a game for the Mandalorian, but a Mandalorian bounty hunter. 
Uh, and then today on IGN, it's been confirmed that the uh, the game itself is actually canceled, and the uh, the team has apparently been thrown to the wind to work on other projects. Yeah, there was, what, 5% of EA's staff had been laid off, and then the team within Respawn that was doing that has now been shuffled around, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, like it's been an industry-wide problem for years now, but especially last year and even this year, there's been... I think this year might already have last year beat in mm-hmm. in layoffs, and yeah, it's like the Embracer's another company that we hear or we talk a lot about on the podcast as well because they uh, they're the most uh relevant one to the whole kotor remake discussion but like they bought so many companies over the last five to ten years and now they're shutting a lot of them uh because they didn't get some of the some of the venture capital that they were expecting so it's just a bunch of centralization in the industry under the same three companies that then decide "Eh, actually we don't want this we're going to just close the companies and it's not our fault. It's actually like the, the embracer statement particularly pissed me off. Cause like, Oh, these companies weren't going to make money. It's like the EA one is annoying in its own ways, but like the, it's all the whole industry is a fucking trash fire and disgusting. Yeah. What's strange is um, it doesn't seem like video game sales as a whole are, are down significantly. They're not. Um, so like, I do kind of wonder whether, like, like I don't, I'm not an expert in the video game industry. Uh, I noticed, by the way, Victor Lucas is looking for podcast to go on. So maybe we should, we should have him on at some point to talk Star Wars video games on ours. Okay. Um, but like, I wonder whether the the issue is people saw like game spending during the pandemic go up, like in the latter half of the pandemic when people were still inside but had maybe a bit more entertainment money go up, so they. They planned for a future where that growth continued, or just overall growth was slow. Um, for EA, like it seems pretty obvious that like EA has a few cash cows, like the sports games um, are mm-hmm. definitely one of them, and they talk about focusing on um, on the uh, like they they want you know capitalism. The con- it's always going to be continual growth. So yeah, yeah, I like the oh fuck, I forgot something you said but that yeah so yeah the uh it's the exact same thing as with streaming where we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of the streaming platforms kind of uh reduce what they've been doing in covid and now like even star wars it seems to be going more towards the movie direction again mm-hmm. uh and because like once the currently streaming star wars shows are done there doesn't seem to be as much will to start new ones and like we've already seen the Mandalorian go from uh, TV to movies now or to a movie. So it seems to be kind of the same category there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I And there's no obvious answer. Like there's really not. Um, it's just the 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 EA one is just so surprising to me because. I get it's not the Mandalorian, but I still think like the idea of a, of a Mandalorian facing a game or uh, being the star of a game would be pretty popular and pretty. Um, I don't know, like like I I just think that's got a lot of clout associated with it. Um, they've they I think EA, from what I understand, Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order sold extraordinarily well. Um, Respawn has a history of success, so. To me, it's just this is just very a very strange game to cut. Um, yeah, obviously knowing we only know a little bit about what's actually going on, but I mean, 
It's very surprising. Yeah, like my hope with Respawn taking over the publishing side for EA of Star Wars titles was that like they'd have that focus team doing it. And now mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of wondering what's going to go on with Bit Reactor too. Yeah, that's what Bit Reactor isn't owned by them, uh, but with like Respawn doing the publishing side of that, they could also choose to drop that. And then not only is the game dead, the studio mm-hmm. is kind of fucked. Like the the consumer side of it as like someone who wants to play these games is annoying, of course, but like the, the industry as a whole, the biggest impact is of course on the people who work in that, who are regularly mm-hmm. put out of jobs now and scrambling for money and work because they have to live. And yeah, alongside the other having, like 10,000 people in the industry looking for jobs. Yeah. Like the, them having to live is an inconvenience to these companies because they have to pay them to do the work. So they'd rather just get, whatever easiest properties they can churn out for the most money in the short term that they've already got established. They don't have to pay the licensing fees to Disney. That helps. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. That's kind of what I'm left wondering. Like does Disney have some sort of like profit sharing agreement or something that like makes them just really unfun to work with? Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's true with any property where like you're, you're paying a fee to license it and then does the fee to license it, uh recoup more than what you'd get for just doing a different game yeah. that has the same like it's like if no one else is making a star wars game you don't have to compete with a star wars game anyway so it's yeah. only really a problem if they're making a star wars game and you're not but if no one's releasing a star wars game that isn't just a remaster of a game we had 20 years ago then for fucking 50 bucks then yeah it's just i was i'm surprised to see star wars games go the way of the star wars streaming show like I, I tweeted this out, but I like some of these are going back like 1313. Obviously that was, you know, canceled at the, I think that was kind of the beginning. They decided to scrap that um, after the buyout, but you know, the Kodor remake, I don't believe that's happening. Uh, Star Wars ragtag has been outright canceled. Um, Star Wars eclipse. Who knows? You know, um, Star Wars battlefront has been killed essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no future for Star Wars Squadrons. It's just, it just stinks. Yeah, like there, there would be the hope that like Lucasfilm Games as a publisher spinning back up would have some more yeah. safety on the publisher side. But then you still need development studios that are going to be able. Yeah, to of course. And like you can point to the closure of Lucas Arts with the buyout as like a mistake, but I think a lot of people overlook the fact that. LucasArts was not doing well for six years prior to that. There were so many cancellations of games that happened before then, where 1313 seems to be the one that like yeah. was actually going somewhere, and then that got closed after the after the buyout. But there was like the original Battlefront 3 stuff, KOTOR 3, Republic Commando 2. Like there were so many games that we knew were in production at that time as well, which were in-house and then closed because LucasArts was really bad and i think some of that badness was evident in some of the games that came out that people think are good so i think you're right but you know if we look at what star wars is like now versus what star wars was like in the 2010s people aren't going to want to hear this but star wars is in a much healthier spot now than it was then um and like gaming or as a whole i think as a whole star wars is more popular now than it was in the 2010s after the prequels were released would you agree or disagree with that 
Uh, I think there's like the the very short burst of like around Revenge of the Sith where you had all of this stuff that was releasing like games, books, comics. Where that's yeah, like I'm the talking more density, like 2010 yeah, to 20. Yeah, yeah, 2010 to 2012 was not yeah really good either. Like if you look at what Lucas Arts and what other publishers did for Star Wars when Star Wars was hot in the prequels. They must have released in in three years they or four years they must have re- really since ninety nine they must have released three dozen games almost two dozen games um and over the you know the sequel period we we got very little um and now like I can't imagine there being something as popular as the Mandalorian in the LucasArts era and us not getting a game about it like that's yeah, but- I think in the 2010s, part of it is like the, the just the way that play habits were, where -hmm. people meme on the whole, oh, there's no demand for single player experiences, but at the time, like people are even more so than now investing a lot of their time in one game. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the live service multiplayer games were really big at that point, Uh, and that's where like League got really big and those kinds of games. So yeah. there was an extent to which it was just a lot more difficult to get out these, like, this is the game for this property for this release that you'd kind of expect. Because there's the the inflation of the cost to make games, which hasn't been kept up with by the cost to buy a game, but the number of people buying a game do offset it more. So mm-hmm. it's not true for them that it's like, oh, we just don't make any money for them when it's a triple A studio that's going to sell a lot of copies. Sure. For like double A maybe, but yeah, it, it's, it's not an excuse anymore. Like that period. No, like you in the same place. You look at these, even these like hyper, like this, these hyper expensive single player games like Elden Ring, which have no extra monetization attached to it besides for an upcoming DLC. That that's a pretty extreme example. Cause from soft does its own thing, but like it's, there's been like the single player gaming resurgence, you know, we've yeah. on like the PlayStation side, we have games like the, the horizon series or the God of war series. Um, you know, it's like every, every, every day it feels like there's a new story driven game that people are flocking to. Um, like the Mandalorian to me is like the biggest missed opportunity because it's like, like baby Yoda and the Mandalorian as a show is one of the, you know, cultural phenomenons of the 2020s, I would say. And yeah. like, like everyone knows who some of those older games were able to be turned around compared to what it would take now. Mm-hmm. Like the Battlefront 2 came out very shortly after Battlefront 1. And yeah, like the, the resources that went into it wouldn't be acceptable today if people yeah. got that same kind of product. Like no. the campaign in Battlefront 2 like you would not be able to put that out today and have people say no for sure a game that they would respect yeah no you're right so like it's more difficult from that perspective but like they keep starting these things and then shutting them and it's that can't be cheap no it can't be it's like some opportunity cost on a pretty high level too yeah ditch a game that's been uh, apparently been they started some work on in 2019 so you know, we're, I'm not. I don't know how far in development they are, but certainly there's something going on. Um, yeah, like we've we've known about it for like what two years now that they did the announcement of respawn working yeah. on the reactor. Yeah, and that it's it's also about two years since we've had the 
announcement that the exclusivity was over, right? Because that was January mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just we got to counter Lucky Stars that Outcast made it, I guess. Oh, uh, no, Jedi Outcast or, or not Outcast? Outlaws. Um, it's the fucking game that's coming out. Um, Outlaws. Outlaws, yeah, Outlaws. Yeah, I mean they. They have the benefit there of like doing Frontiers of Pandora and Star Wars Outlaws on that. So it would have been a much more difficult thing to shut for Ubisoft. They're not in the best position either. Now that so speaking of Ubisoft, a, it's like, yeah. How do they manage to turn out a fucking new Assassin's Creed game every two years? And we can't get a star like a, a Star Wars game. Like, well, once you once you got the the Assassin's Creed industrial complex up, you're just gonna reskin that into into Star Wars. I mean, in this I'm, game, he's gonna have knives behind his armpits. It's much different. <laughs> they just take Black Flag and reskin it into Star Wars. Did you, you play Black Flag? Flag that game was like... that game was so sick. I I only ever played the first Assassin's Creed. I think. Gotta play Black Flag if you like pirate games. Which I've only heard good things. Yeah, like the the sailing was great, and then all I'm hearing now is that Skull and Bones is not matching up to that. No, no, definitely not. Well, uh, any you? Well, there's other Star Wars gaming news. Yeah, the so we got the Battlefront Two re-release coming. Which I did we discuss that last episode? We did a bit last episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the the other big one is the the Dark Forces re-release came out. Uh, I've played a bit. Have you? I have not. Uh, so I've played through the first two levels. I didn't realize it was uh, coming out today, and I've been doing house stuff after doing work. So yeah, I'm surprised you still aren't. Aren't you moving tomorrow? How come you still got your stuff up in your office? Uh, so we get the house tomorrow, and then our movers are on the 12th of March. So. Oh. So you're... Like if you look behind here, that there's nothing else. Like it's, it's so are your movers doing that. everything? Uh, so for the next two weeks, we're gonna be doing like a backpack and bag load every day, and then yeah. they're coming getting the furniture. Uh, my sister's coming up next weekend, uh, and we're doing like my computer at that point because I don't mm-hmm. want to leave that for movers. And I don't want to walk that no to my place. But, no. Yeah, they're they're doing most of it. Have you have you looked into movers? Yeah, so for me, our like our new house is less than a kilometer away from our current yeah. one. And we have a van. So I'm going to try to move as much of the like little things as I can. Yeah. And then I want to get like a in an inventory of all the furniture. So like my desk, yeah. my my thing behind me, like our chairs or whatever. We also gotta figure out like we're not gonna take our new couch with us because we wanna upgrade that anyway. So once I can get like a full, probably this week I'll get a full. You want to upgrade uh, our new couch? No, sorry, we're gonna upgrade our current couch to a okay. new couch. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. We, million that, dollars not, is already burned through. Yeah, not until my millionaire's check comes through. Um, but yeah, we. I, I got one quote where I just like checked every box and it was like twenty two hundred bucks. Um, yeah, I can. But I won't be. I won't be spending that much. I it. Even though it's not a long distance, like it's it's worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm not moving furniture. Plus, like, I literally just uh, spent a day taking my son's bed down and building a new one, and like, I just yeah. can't. I can't. I don't have it in me to take it apart again. Yeah. Like I would say I. So we're taking apart all of our furniture. They'll do it, 
if you leave it for them to do, but then it takes longer. And I want this to be as cheap as possible. Like for us, there's the added thing of like, we don't have licenses. So mm. renting a truck and then renting a driver, I guess yeah. is difficult, but yeah. Yeah. The easier you be... can make it for them, the, the better it is. But, but you know, I, so for me, all I've got left to do is we got to prove for our mortgage. We went with a variable rate. What did you go with? We went fixed three year. Oh, did I lose you? I'm here. Did can you hear me? Are you dead? Uh oh. Sorry, I, I cut you off. I, sorry, you got cut off for a minute there. What did you say? <laughs> okay, no. Uh, uh, we went with fixed three year term. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you probably have a better rate than me. Not a big deal. Um, so we got that done. The only, like, literally the only thing we have left until it's. I can start selling furniture and stuff and not have to worry about it is we've got to get our home inspection on this place done, which there will be issues, <laughs> but, uh, mm -hmm. there's no, there's no inventory. So it's like, okay, there's $10,000 worth of issues. Are you going to, do you think you can get a better house? Because I haven't seen a house this good in six months. Yeah. Um, so hopefully negotiate if there is, uh, and then we just, there's a date for the, uh, there's a date for the financing for the buyer, but I, I, I creep the buyer and they're they're loaded. So should be good. At least based on their <laughs> job title, they're loaded, so it should be good. YouTube. <laughs> Bum fights corner. Oh god. <laughs> Star Wars game developer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks thanks everyone for listening in. Hired Corey, but Justin not paid about. voice actor for a new upcoming Star Wars game. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the exposure though, the exposure. Oh fuck. Right. Do we want to move over to to Bad Batch then? Sure. Any other any other game name that you, or game news? Any, just want to throw out a game name. Um no, not really. Okay. Well, yeah. thanks. Republic Commando was sitting right there. Yeah, no, so I don't, I don't fuck with Bad that Batch episode four. Look, I'm already gonna have people coming after me for my like what two shots at Battlefront two today. We don't need to get all the Republic Commando stands in here as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bad Batch episode four. We have fine. If you don't want to be spoiled, I'm gonna say what happens at the end of the episode right now. So just leave. But uh, end of the episode, we do have the the reunion of Omega with Racker and Hunter. So the episode has the story of the. The shuttle crashing, which was revealed in the trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know, when, when I watched the trailer originally, I noticed the shot. I was like, who is this? Because I saw Batcher jump mm -hmm. down the hill and then he kind of mm -hmm. like disappears behind a leaf. But then Crosshair mm -hmm. walks up. So I thought it was like someone that's kind of dog-like that just could be bipedal, but also runs down the hill. So I was like, okay, that can't be, that can't be Crosshair and Omega. But it was. Shocker. So, it was. Uh, yeah, they they really uh, wrapped this shit up pretty quickly. So I guess that's series finale, and everyone lived happily ever after. Clearly, there's no, definitely I mean, we, no reason we're seeing a bunch of uh, bounty hunters in the trailer. We do that's get, yeah, we do get a hint of of why they want to return as well. Um, where we talked about this uh, last episode or last podcast we did, Omega's not very happy that her uh, her boys and few girls are still left on uh, the planet. Or left in prison. 
Crosshair's still feeling like, okay, we're out, so what do you care about them for? Fuck but you, Omega's, I got mine. Yeah, Omega's slowly winning him over, though. He was okay with getting Batcher back. He yeah, almost this, left. This episode kind of made me feel like I wouldn't have minded a couple more with uh, the two of them. Yeah, I, I think we'll still get enough of a dynamic with the two of them, especially since I was expecting Wrecker and Hunter to be a bit more open with Crosshair, especially after he helped her get back. But it seems like we're about to brawl out on the moon, so that could be fun. Probably I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna brawl out. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of sad. But... They'll be okay until Crosshair sacrifices himself for the crew. I really hope not. Like, can we just can we not do that? We only got one season left, baby. We got to make some waves. Oh, that was the other thing. Speaking of waves, there was a uh, a, a posting today from from Lucasfilm Animation about how they're hiring for their next project. Oh, neat. Yeah. So, shocker. And I honestly think, I hope. Sorry, this is a a big tangent, but I I meant to mention this earlier. Um, I hope that if Star Wars does return to movies, that Obviously, they continue the animated shows because I, I think there will always be an audience room and budget for animated shows. Yeah. But I do hope they still have at least one, you know, maybe more episodes, one live action TV show on the go. But yeah, like uh, one live action TV show per year and one animated TV show per year would still That'd be, be really great. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we don't need three or four of these. And each. one video game yeah. every six years, perfect. <laughs> wasn't the the plan they announced like oh we're gonna have a triple like a big major title every year and that's also gonna be followed up by a little a smaller game and then we're gonna have two games per year and no that's not happening no <laughs> no nothing but uh but yeah so this the, i enjoyed this episode again the show continues to look beautiful lots of aliens lots of uh you know a nice, nice episode hit. nine callback with the rathar uh a nice bit of smoke or a what's it called um frozen breath on the characters lots of little yeah. idle animations from batcher uh nice ship designs you know overall very very visually impressive episode mm-hmm. the thing i'm gonna miss most about the show maybe is like the the different vistas it, it is funny because like they obviously spend so much time on the environments and they've got like six alien models that they use for every background character ever yeah <laughs> gonna be so much harder when they can't just use the same base mesh for all the main characters too yeah they it is funny because like we're so many years after they're out of the clone wars and the characters still move like barbie dolls i kind of i kind of like the style of that though i think it works i do too where it's like it's just a hair beyond or before claymation but Mm -hmm. like it uh, the hand-painted style is really good like, no, I, I I'm happy to keep getting this as the the art style for the anime. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it offers a nice little bit of uh, continuity as well. Yeah, and they yeah. So even if we don't like the next story, then at least we'll have a, a good looking show because like Clone Wars season seven was great. Tales of the Jedi looked good. Mm-hmm. But we've we've tried to speculate in the past on where we think the the next show can be, but. Maybe we'll get uh, an announcement sooner than later after Bad Batch ends. I kind of wonder whether it will be kind of evident after the this season. Yeah, it might. Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of this season, we get uh, so they crash land on the planet, and then uh, Crosshair is like immediately thinking, 
what we should do is kill all of these people. Which I respect. Yeah. He he's very open about his about his opinions, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Like he trusts he trusts himself. He's a, a strong, confident man and yeah. But he is he's, he's willing to to go through with Omega's plan, which to be fair, at the start, kind of sucked. What number could the guy have said was an acceptable bribe to get on the ship that wouldn't have been obscene to them considering they had literally no money? Yeah, like maybe sneak on the ship or steal a ship or I don't know, but steal an Imperial ship. There's lots of Imperials around. Um, Crosshair does set up like a good reason to not steal the Imperial ships, at least at the end. I guess that's not really set up. Yeah, that's true. They'll, they'll know where this is. They have their GPS on. They uh, they did get some uh, some. We got another fat Star Wars character, which yeah. we had Jabba, the uh, the guy who owned the Rancor, um, that alien dancer. Plot yeah, Uncle Plot Count, that alien t- dancer who's got like six titties. Um, Dex. Dex. So so yeah, it gives all the uh, the large lads another cosplay option. Just great. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And we're with Five a lot of them. We have a lot of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just needed to see his feet more. <laughs> yeah, true. The the thing I like about uh well, I guess first the they have done a good job throughout the Bad Batch of showing like how all these different Imperial positions are just using the power that they're building for their own benefit. Yeah. Like with Palpatine talking about how like he's securing the future for the Empire, and by that he means like find me a nice clone to put my blood in. Yeah. But the the other thing that I I, I really like about Star Wars is how little idea you can ever have of how much money is worth. Yeah, like, I know. The only time we hear about prices is when it's a ridiculous ripoff, like of someone getting a ride on a ship. Yeah. Like I know this is bad. Like how bad is it? Like ten thousand dollars bad? Is it like a hundred thousand dollars bad? Is it a thousand dollars bad? Yeah. It's like Luke is saying that they could get their own ship for that price when Han gives the the price for yeah. getting to Alderaan. But like, is there inflation between the Bad Batch and that point? Because that's like twenty years, so yeah. or not quite, but close. Yeah. So is this like nineteen nineties dollars at this point? Also, like, what game were they playing? <laughs> What's the fuck? There was there's some show where they just like make up the rules every time. It might be an Always Sunny. It's something ball. It's like it wasn't Sabak and it wasn't no. Pazak. So yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was funky. Soon it'll be an available option. Did so someone made Pazak and Empire at War at one point? We just play on the build bar. So maybe we'll get that at some point too. I don't think I don't think I'd ever be desperate enough to do anything that I'd want to play another game inside the Empire or Build Bar. I could be like on a desert island, and they'd be like, "You can. We've got no entertainment, but <laughs> we've got Empire War loaded with just the Build Bar. You can play with that." I'm like, no, nah, I'm probably good. Is that is that that much worse than playing just Pazak and Kotor though? <laughs> well, think about Pazak is it's like completely like it's inherently unfair to yeah. the it, it's unfair to the non-dealer player right if i remember correctly um like it, well it's it, just blackjack it's always so. yeah yeah 
But isn't it? Isn't it's it slightly like, different? But it's yeah, because you're not you playing your against dealers. Yeah, playing against each other, and yeah, yeah. It's not a it's not a well balanced game, but um, but yeah, I'd like to I I I'd like to you know get a get a collection of Star Wars games like card games out there that'd be fun. I'd feel sorry for anyone trying to develop it because like clearly in the episode they're just trying to like what are two ridiculous things that can happen that have no context? Like, yeah. Oh, he's got the the and then the rainbow sweep comes in. Yeah, she had like the three sons or something. Yeah. So like you as a game designer are now tasked with turning that nonsense into something that's actually playable and fun. But yeah, I mean, the the Jedi Survivor mini game. Did you play that? The tabletop thing? Oh, yeah. Like the auto chess thing. Yeah, I yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, that, like, that was really cool. Mega shark yeah. people in that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that could show her like skills as well. Yeah. And like we're this is a thing where we got set up whole season ago that omega was going to do this to someone and now it's mm -hmm. paying off yep and yet i was still getting comments on clips about this episode that it was filler which i don't understand because she literally gets back to the bad batch in this yeah it's like a lot happened that i thought was gonna be spread over <laughs> like three episodes you get to the end of return of the jedi palpatine falls and this is filler that battle was filler because it happened before something else big so it's filler yeah <laughs> You can just apply that term to anything. To be fair, I do think you call like the first third of Return of the Jedi filler, but <laughs> well, it's it's necessary character development. Like, how else are you going to know what's going on with the Rancor trainer? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And okay, so I did go back and watch the scene where they're going into Jabba's palace. Okay, and I I don't know. It it made me go more on the choke angle. I don't know. I might have to I might have to abandon you on this one. I'm not sure. It's fine. You're allowed to have the wrong opinion. Did you know the uh, the Rancor trainer actor, Paul Brook, is still alive? That's nice for him. Think he's going to come back? Him and Danny Trejo just hanging out somewhere? He could. What's the, the last thing he was in was The Edge of Love as Mr. Judge Singleton. That does not sound like a recent name in a recent show. No. I don't think well, I want to Google Edge of Love, actually. Can it was 2008. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was in The Royal in 2009. Good for him. He's got a son who's in the business as well. Oh, his son's really weird looking. <laughs> That's nice. He played Lothar Frey in season three of Game of Thrones. Fior and Preacher. Bill Wiggins the, and Sherlock. The son or the Rancor Trainer guy? The Rancor Trainer's son. Okay. I wonder who the youngest original trilogy actor that still alive is. Fiona Glask. He's married to Fiona Glascott. The son is who played a young Minerva McGonagall in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Okay. It I can see that. It all comes back to Star Wars. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic Beasts were not good movies. I didn't watch them. You're yeah, I actually don't. I don't support transphobes. Yeah. You made the right choice. Yeah. Especially when the movie movies. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like I was missing out on fucking like the Godfather Part Two here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck sakes, <I'm> a loser. <laughs> yeah, so they, they Omega gets all the credits from the Imperial Governor guy. He mm -hmm. seems like he's gonna let him get away with it, but then there's nope. the, there's there's the fine which you pay in person at that moment. 
to the captain who who pinches you, which yeah, that's how was, I've always understood the legal process. This was the anti-socialism episode because you know what that fine money went towards? It was clearly uh, the state, which was going to house all of the beasts and in living uh, residents of the the planet. So, yeah. huh? More uh, pro-capitalism messaging from Star Wars. Is that just like a doggy daycare that they're running there? Like, why are all these critters here? It's a critter daycare. It is. It's a menagerie. Was that a licensed raftar then? There was a pork as well. Did you hear the pork? I did not. It was like a pork sound effect when one of the boxes got. It was like the. I'm sure. Sound exactly like that. (laughs) You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. You're the out of work Star Wars voice actor that we're. Yeah, I was, was going to be a big, big porg in the upcoming game, but unfortunately, uh, there Andrew. There has to be a rapper in Star Wars called Big Porg. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, a oh, fuck was his name. Andrew Wilson needed another fucking yacht. So. It's too bad. So, Omega? Andrew, Andrew Wilson needed another porg fursuit and they're expensive i guess so a star wars version of the simpsons episode where mr burns turns the dalmatian or it turns the the greyhound into clothing yes exactly <laughs> tales of the jedi season three make it happen feloni yeah but on the way no. out batcher Batcher has to get out of the bar. And I thought Crosshair was going to go and wait with Batcher outside where he could like see in and. That would be cute. Like there's, there could have had like a scene like in episode five where R2's like looking in the window at Yoda's in Yoda's hut. Yeah. But irresponsible dog ownership is what this is, really. The kid doesn't stop it. Omega's busy. I mean, the kid that was standing outside. Yeah, but this does set up Crosshair to make the choice of whether he's going to take the money and just go on the ship, which he seems to consider, which is no no great babysitting. Hunter's no. not going to be happy about that. Uh, he consider it for like thirty seconds. That's a long time. Different times where like I drop my kid off at IKEA to play, and I'm like, <laughs> a lot of freedom right now. <laughs> Still got two left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You basically got a spare now. Yeah. But he does make the right choice. He follows them, or he follows Omega, and uh, they do retrieve Batcher. And Omega lets Omega lets Crosshair do his thing too. And I think that's important because, like, Hunter needs to accept that Omega doesn't always need to be protected by him. She has her own agency, but the the rest of the Bad Batch can still be good at stuff. And Crosshair's feeling down about his his tremor. And he gets mm-hmm. to, to murk some scrubs, as as he says later. Yeah, it's crazy that they learned that lingo on Camino. <laughs> Hunter, I wanted to murk some scrubs. They had uh, three hours of Halo 3 lobbies every day <laughs> for the first 10 years of life. That's why they're so fucked up. They go over the, the key mechanics of teabagging. You gotta... You, the, the speed is important. You don't want to go down too quickly. You want to hold it, but just for a second, if you get it right, the body will bounce. It's perfect. Yeah. You need to really nail that root bone connecting with somewhere in the neck to pull the enemy body back up. It's, it's crucial. You don't want to hurt your knees either, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, that was the important part of the Camino training. That's really what they're trying to recreate on Mount Tantus. Can you imagine how demoralizing it would be to see this 
maybe maybe you're like one of the separatist um like one of the separatist like organic fighters who are like conscripted you see like a clone commando destroy like this <laughs> 500 credit 500,000 credit super battle droid then just drop his testicles armored testicles on its head like can you imagine how demoralizing that would be just the, the scene last season where there's like the standoff with the governor and crosshair oh, yeah. shoots her he just runs in the room afterwards starts teabagging and his mic peaks in the helmet i had to do it for my brothers i see you followed your training well <laughs> This is what the Empire is all about. That actually would be epic. Yeah, but then even more weirdos on the internet would be like, the Edgelords would be like, oh, yes, the Empire truly are the good guys. That's true. But we get the reunion. So they steal the ship. Crosshair points out that this ship is not going to be a great option for them to hold on to because it's going to be trackable. But mm -hmm. Omega has them covered. They're meeting. She, she in called the boys. Location. Yeah, I, I don't know how much value that really adds unless they're going to be waiting there a while for each other. Like, who knows how long Wrecker and Hunter were there. But, like, if you're going to be ditching the ship anyways, then, I don't know, just go get lunch on Coruscant and say we're going yeah. to do Yeah, go somewhere nice. Yeah. Grab some drinks with the boys. Was Hunter crying before he walked out? Like, was is that why Wrecker was outside and Hunter had to, like, steal himself? Is he not willing to let those emotions show right now. Hunter, unfortunately, is a product of toxic masculinity. He's unwilling to show his, his emotions. Um, so I, I think he was he probably wasn't even actually crying, but he was close. He, had, he did have to steal himself, but I don't think a tear actually left his eyes. Not even one? No, not even one. Damn. Yeah. Well, any predictions for, for next episode, now that the gang's all back together? I'm guessing they're going to try to meet the rest of the gang, right? Meet up with Echo? Yeah. I think that like the Juggernaut heist is going to be pretty mm. soon, unless that's more of a climate. I don't know. So are they going to do like a few helpful missions now? Because like, there's always been something driving things, right? Whether it was, oh, we're doing these jobs during money, or... Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what's next. Yeah, like they're probably okay on cash at this point because like they've got the fees island, I forget what it's called, that they're kind of I assume still able to check in on because like we know they're still connecting with fee. Uh not in the way that tech would have. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna go back and check on those kids. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're done with them. Okay. Just, just send them off. They're getting taken care of. You don't okay. need to see them again. Okay. Maybe we'll get an echo episode. That'd be fun. Because we did or, get oh, or Camino or a cloning episode, maybe another cloning episode. Oh, just a full Emery Carr episode. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. It's something that Bad Batch hasn't really done a lot of is like have episodes that go between an A and B plot. They did with mm -hmm. Echo and Crosshair last season, I think. That was the one Echo episode, and he had to to share the, the Honestly, glory. none of the animated shows have really done that very much. Like yeah. Clone Wars was probably the closest, but like Rebels had a had a a few. Well, actually, not even really a few. The only one that I can think of is the uh, when um, what's his name was was turning on the Empire, but even that was interspersed with Rebel stuff. Yeah, when, but even that, yeah. like when he was on the ice moon. So, like at most, you'd go back and forth between groups of characters that are twenty feet away from each other, having different conversations about the same thing. 
sometimes what they'll do is like have a like a they'll have the characters involved but it'll be a real b plot like mm-hmm. like um they're you know they gotta water their plants today <laughs> it's a big deal they go back to hemlock's old lab and have to water the slithering vines yeah the drain gear the slithering vines they didn't ask to be brought into this world as weird vine monsters so like why punish them yeah they're clones too yeah just gonna oh. have that little ship full of those are brothers in the soil <laughs> we gotta dig them out of there they also have Django Fett's DNA somehow this is toenail DNA only so do you think that Omega ends up going back into Mount Tantus alone like is she ever separated from the Bad Batch again just in general, I, I feel like I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of of two minds. At one point, I would have said definitely not. Um, her being uh, found and returned to the Bad Batch so early gives it a possibility, but I don't think they want to. Like that was the main conflict going into the season. Do they really want to yeah. just do a reset when it's the last season? I don't think so. Well, what if they kind of because like part of it is. Uh, Showing that Omega's got shit covered, like mm-hmm. that's the thing with Hunter. So what if they kind of go deeper on that, where maybe that's how Ventress comes in or something, where there's clearly going to be these bounty hunters after them, but now they're friends with all the bounty hunters who aren't Cad Bane. Yeah. So could it be a thing where they like set up an insertion where they're having the bounty hunter bring Omega mm, I like to that idea. the Empire and they have to trust that she can be okay on her own for a while. But then the Bad Batch comes in, you have Ventress working with them like, Crazy theory, but just just throwing it up. I think it's a really good theory, actually. I like that. I can definitely see it going down like that. I don't think it'll be a thing where like she just gets captured again. I think that would be a bit. Uh, no, yeah, but her, yeah, that's that's a good one. Her going back in, maybe even one of the, maybe somebody going with her, but her going back in with with a bounty hunter like Ventress, I think makes a lot of sense. So yeah, good call on that. I think Crosshair's a little made now. I don't think he's going to be able to escort her back in. No, I don't think so. Like she clearly wants to rescue the other clones. Nalase's there as well. We know Nalase's in in a little jail cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're getting no a little bit of uh, no, but it could be a little bit of redemption for the war profiteers. Yeah, like they've done ten trillion bad things, and one thing that's like kind of epic. It's really just because she wanted to protect her research in Omega. Yeah. It's still better than turning into gloves like, um, fuck, Kosai. Yeah, it is better than that. Oh, you, but I mean, you start, to, you start next episode, Nala says gone, and Hemlock has a nice silver glove on. Well, he already has one glove. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that one glove. I said he's because he's got a glove fetish like the Halifax glove guy, but <laughs> I don't know if they're going to cover that in the plot. See if the glove guy wants to come in for a pod. Is he uh, just an episode to talk about all the gloves in Star Wars? Like Luke's glove, Vader's glove, Hemlock's glove. Yeah, like which one do you think made the best sound? Like which one fit the <laughs> which best? Which one slaps the best going on? Which one would you make young men that you pick up on Cottage and Street at 2 a.m. try on first? You know, lots of stuff. All valid questions. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts for the Bad Batch Season 3, Episode 4? I think that's it. So next week we are doing just this, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So we're okay. going to be doing the Wednesday Bad Batch episodes, insofar as we can. 
uh, or they, I mean, we should be able to every time. Yeah. Uh, but when do you want to try to work in Destiny's way? I can't figure that out tonight. Well, do you mean like, I just mean like not specific timing, but do you think we'd be able to do that in the next two weeks? Yes. All right. So we'll we'll figure that out. I'm going to message Victor Lucas as well, see if he wants to do a Star Wars video game episode. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. Congratulations once again, Justin, on reaching a million subscribers on YouTube. Thank you. And uh, make sure to put the plaques somewhere nice and nice and shiny. I did take all the plaques out of my office. They're in my laundry room right now because I was showing the house. Yeah. I don't want people to figure out it's you. Well, I just have hockey videos playing the whole time while people they say to remove every like they're like, yeah, make sure you remove every image that has something related to your family in it. Like, is that really a deterrent? Like my family ugly? Like, what's going on? (laughs) I'm taking this house from this family. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna put these kids on on the fucking street. We'll have to ask on our real estate podcast. Get all both of our real estate agents on and let him explain the whole process. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week for more Bad Batch. There's no X2 stream tonight. It's just this. Tomorrow. Yep. For most of us. And that, I mean, I might be home later on. You never know. Well, I don't understand. What are you actually doing tomorrow if you're not? So we're getting the keys tomorrow. Then we're taking some of our shit on our own to the house. We're figuring out yeah. what we need, going to some stores to buy that. Uh, then we're going to, like, we're still going to be sleeping here. So I'll be home by at some point I'll, I'll probably like facetime in when you guys are or discord video call on my phone in when you guys are playing so i'll, I'll try to show up all right okay. i just probably can't play halo that's fair all right well thanks for listening everyone see you next time and remember only wear acceptable glove sizes for society all right hello there everyone welcome to tap calf transmissions i am Corey, one of the hosts joined by another host but not just any host he is the special birthday boy having his special day at this bad batch birthday bash how are you doing Justin? very special day they tried to cancel us they tried to come for us but we're still here Who's big they? youtube big tech big oh. star wars yeah. once again they made their efforts but they failed so yeah been a big week it the week has aged you a year after everything we've been through but they can't stop us from talking about the bad batch we went to whoever replaced susan's office yeah and we said you know what i'm gonna do it anyways so yeah 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 so eat that susan we'll see your retirement (laughs) yeah she's gonna retire for a while but that's okay I uh, I don't know the new guy's name. It doesn't. No one will have the same. Like it's just fun to yell Susan. Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, as uh, as we mentioned, tonight is going to be talking about season three, episode five of the Bad Batch. Hard to believe we're already in episode five, but that's just because they aired three episodes on the first night. I think we have two uh, next week too, don't we? That wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I didn't. I tried to avoid reading the titles and looking at the air dates too much because, other than the cavalry arriving, it's going to spoil too much. Yeah. Well, I thought this episode was going to. It was called like the return. So I was like, oh, they're going back to uh, the Mount Tantas. But no, they're not. No, they instead it was uh, going back to Crosshair's favorite place in the galaxy. What was the mm-hmm. planet's name? Did it get a name? 
Yeah. Um, La- no, that was the other one last week. I can't remember. But before we get in the episode, do we have any other things we want to talk about? Well, the Dark Forces remaster came out last week-ish, but I think we talked about that on mm-hmm. last week's episode. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Is there, I don't think there's any big news that's come out. Well, we've got our, should we announce our guest for next week? Right. If you, I wasn't sure if that was 100% solid yet, but if you want to. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, I mean, obviously pending any, uh, any changes, we will have a guest for next week. Uh, Victor Lucas will be appearing on the show. Um, Very exciting. Corey, have you met, have you met him before? I have not met him before. Okay. I've only admired him from my TV screen so... and from twitch and stuff if you're in a certain gr- category of person you'll know who victor lucas is immediately <laughs> category of person. yeah if you're in this if you're in a certain protected class no um, you're in a rapidly aging canadian demographic mostly canadian yeah, yeah, so, yeah yeah so American victor lucas well. ran a series of uh gaming shows um in the 90s 2000s 2010s uh, on G4 in America, G4 Tech TV in Canada. Uh, the show he was probably most famously known for was Reviews on the Run, um, but Electric Playground, um, other shows as well. Uh, and he still covers gaming on YouTube. So we are going to have him on to talk uh, Star Wars gaming, but he's also been keeping up with The Bad Batch. So I assume uh, we can chat the most recent episodes as well. So that's going to be on Thursday. That'll be at the yeah. standard tap calf time period. Should we do a dedicated Bad Batch episode on Wednesday? Keep it a bit short and then do a little bit Bad Batch with Victor and most nah, of the games. I don't think that's really necessary to be okay. honest. Because I, I think I think he'll have watched the most recent episode. Okay, I just don't want to spend if it's two episodes. I want to. Well, we'll how about, how about we'll, we'll, we'll see let's see, what, let's see what the episodes look like, and if we need to do an emergency tap calf, we can. All right. If there's just too much uh, interpersonal drama to to put into one episode, then uh, we'll do that. And we yeah. also, we have our own channels to talk about that stuff. Too, so. Yeah. Well, um, my channel is returned to me after a brutal attempt to rip it away from me. I mean, yeah. I have to do the lore videos for fun. Fuck that. Yeah. As Evan said in the chat, the attempt, the attack on my YouTube channel has left me scarred and deformed. Very true. I, I It left me frustrated and scared all day. I had, I was thinking, this is my day to work. I've been doing house shit for the last few days. I'm going to just get all the data pad videos and lore stuff ready. Woke up to an email. I was like, oh, this is spam. Then I opened the email. One. Didn't seem to be spam. I opened analytics. My two little bars that tell you what your revenue was in the last 28 days were gone. And I was like, oh, dang it. That was because I didn't upload any good videos. I was also demonetized aside from that. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Because you had a good month too, didn't you? Because you had that Clone Wars re-release video, and yeah, I'm still, I'm still coasting on that. But yeah, yeah, so um, it, it's all better though. The last thing I'll say, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to come back to this. I'm, I'm excited to talk to Vic because he's been like, he was one of the original like video game mm-hmm. um, personalities. Uh, like, like he ran the show with Tommy Talarico of H Bomber Guy fame. Yeah. Um, his mom is very proud yes so i'm curious to hear his kind of firsthand perspective of like what the video game what this what the atmosphere around star wars games were like back in the day like did they realize that things would fall off um so especially in like the 90s when in before the prequels also Corey, your camera seems to have died for me anyway 
What the fuck? Now there's two of me? Okay, sorry for sorry about this. There we go. Well, that was me. So I tried to refresh it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try to refresh. But then uh, now my camera's not working. So I'll, I'll fix that while we continue to talk. But yeah, between uh, between this week and next week, I am going to be... Uh, oh, he, he's blocked himself out. There we go. Between this week and next week, I'm going to be watching all the reviews on the run and electric playground coverage of Star Wars that I can to get caught back up on on that and maybe ask reasonable questions. I don't know. But I'm, I've been really excited about this since we brought up the possibility of it last year. So this is... Yeah, yeah. I, I was on um, one of his shows to talk about the Halo series when it yeah. first... Uh, he's a pro compared to us. Like, he's just... Like, if you ever watch any of his videos, he's got, like... Like, he's definitely downsized a bit since, uh, obviously, he doesn't have the... Like, when he ran Reviews on the Run or Electric Playground or EP Daily back in the day, like, they used to put out, for one, basically, this was, like, much of it in the pre-YouTube era. Yeah. So it was kind of like what you'd see out of, like, a daily YouTube gaming show. Uh, I remember IGN actually had a show kind of like that back in the day. But mm -hmm. it was kind of like that, but with much higher production values, um and he's kept a lot of that on his channel now which is, is which is cool yeah like the fact that there hasn't been like he's he's trying to get either back on tv with it or some other platform for it but unfortunately that hasn't happened yet and uh and yeah so hopefully he finds an additional outlet for that as well but yeah fingers crossed also i don't know what happened to my webcam i'm trying to fix it all right. Your microphone gets louder every time you come back. But uh, oh, as really? you were saying, other people are very much more professional than us. Uh, but so we'll get into the Bad Batch discussion. Any uh, overall thoughts on the episode? What do you think about it? I thought it was a really good one. I was going to try like before the uh, before we did this to like make a YouTube video about it. But like there's not really it, it was a character driven episode you know, they've returned to a place we've already been. We get another monster of the week. It's not exactly flashy, but it was still a really good episode because we got the the focus on Crosshair and Hunter. Like the animated shows continue to do character driven stuff, arguably better than uh, the live action ones. I think part of that, though, is that there is a longer run for the series. Totally. Where yeah. they have, what, 16 to 20 episodes compared to like six to eight. And mm -hmm. like Andor is the exception to that, where you had what twelve episodes, and I think yep. that did a lot of the character stuff better, partially because of having this extra time to work with. But even though those episodes are longer, but then you're kind of pulling that plot for one episode, yeah, longer. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, and that's like that's one thing I, I actually meant to bring up. Like we learned more that the acolyte, someone said that the episodes will probably be between half an hour and 45 minutes and mm -hmm. i like i just kind of wonder how much can you really get done with that amount of time um in a Do show the episode has, count I, th I think i can't remember if it's six or eight episodes but it's another kind of short season right um which i hope is something they i i personally we've talked about this a million times i would take lower budget per episode for more episodes every day of the week for a tv show yeah well like especially if you're talking about being able to do a bit more character work, then yeah. you're often not talking about like adding in new sets. Like you just need uh, Sabine and Ahsoka on 
Sabine or on Ahsoka's ship a little bit longer, having some kind of conversation. But yep. there were a lot of a lot of great character moments in this. We had Echo's return, uh, and much like every other classic Bad Batch episode with Echo in it, he you'd forget he was there whenever he's not on screen because he was used very little. Uh, but it seems like we are building up to Echo kind of spearheading the the Clone Rebellion situation, which is just going to be focusing on uh, getting the clones out of Tantus rather than trying to like overthrow the Empire or something. Mm -hmm. But hopefully that means... Yeah, I saw people online calling him like Mom Echo because he was trying to like placate, placate the boys who are fighting. Well, he wasn't even trying to placate them. He was just like, oh, f- forget it, Omega. They're going <laughs> to just go... <laughs> let them, let them wrestle for a few minutes outside. Yeah. It'll be fine. So it seems like this was a thing that would happen often even when Crosshair was in the Bad Batch during the Clone Wars. Yeah, which makes sense because it, even in the first few episodes before things really flip with the Empire, we see that um, they're already fighting about little things. So Yeah. Well, that's that's just siblings for you. And Omega does tell Crosshair that she's their older sister. So really undercuts a lot of the arguments Hunter's having about trying to be overprotective or saying that she's not allowed to come on this mission. Yeah, um, I thought the I I like what they did with Omega. Um, the, the episode kind of reminded me the whole time I was watching, it, I was thinking of that episode of The Simpsons. I think it's called Mountains of Madness, where Homer and Mr. Burns get buried under the landslide or under the snow, uh, mm-hmm. the avalanche. I don't know why. I guess it's because it was a snow planet, but um, yeah, I, I like, I liked the, you know, Hunter is obviously feeling guilt about not being able to protect and rescue Omega and, or, uh, and then crosshair, you know, he, he hasn't been letting on, I think how badly he's felt about kind of fully buying into the empire's bullshit. Yeah. We got uh, we got more of that earlier than I thought we would. Like the fact that at the end of this episode, Crosshair saying, "Like you, yeah, I fucked up," and like that he was that he doesn't necessarily agree with everything he was doing. I wasn't thinking we'd actually get that from him. I thought there would be a bit more reticence on his part to to get to that point, and it might be something we get over the course of the season. But yeah. having him be able to admit that up front was good. Uh, yeah. I think that'll be healthy for them. And but the the way he framed the the thing with Hunter about like how it had to be him to save Omega, how he's upset about like it wasn't him coming in to save Omega, like he's kind of on to something there with how Hunter sees his position with respect to Omega and how all of them kind of do, including Crosshair, but obviously not framing it in the best way, uh, because obviously Omega is able to make her own decisions now. She has been making her own decisions, and it's gonna be like Hunter can't keep blaming himself mm-hmm. for that or trying to put himself in the position where he's the one making all the decisions for her. Yeah. I am. Um, even just in this episode, I, th- I think it was maybe a purposeful choice, but especially when she's on the Island at the beginning, I just thought she looked a lot older. Like, mm-hmm. like they're purposely trying to make her seem, I mean, she's still a child, but less like, you know, less completely um, incapable of defending herself. Like, She's got a different hairstyle, and I just think they're purposely trying to make her seem older. And there has been, you know, a time jump. Like she's only maybe, I guess, a year older than when she started the show. But yeah, you know, she's probably twelve now or something. Yeah, instead of ten or eleven. But yeah, yeah. So I think like it, it almost seems like they're setting up Hunter 
to like the the whole Omega is not allowed to go on this mission, and then he backs off when Omega kind of asserts her, herself, and then Crosshair says like, "Oh, he's just trying to look out for you. You're we're responsible for you," kind of thing. It seems like there's going to be setting up for a like a a bigger breakpoint where Omega has a plan that puts her in danger, and then it's kind of up to Hunter to say like to finally accept that she's going to do this regardless of what he says or yeah. tries to push back on it. It's just what that's going to be, maybe reinserting yourself in a Mount Tantus. But that's kind of my my ballpark or my swing for the fences prediction right now. I'm kind of wondering whether uh, at some point what we're going to see is a uh, hunter have to let the, the birdie leave the nest. Like at right. the end of the series, maybe the safest thing for Omega is for her to go off on her own or okay. to live with someone else, um, which, which would be sad because, you know, they've only been around for, they've only been together for like a year and they've grown so close, but I do kind of wonder if that's the way things are headed just based on, you know, Hunter obviously feels like this has been a theme since season one. Hunter feels very protective over her and sometimes it's to the detriment of what's actually best for her. So I kind of wonder whether that will come to a head at maybe at the end of the season. I almost feel it would be the opposite where like what Hunter has been trying to do the whole time is get her to go off somewhere safe. Where, like season one, you had him trying to leave her with the Lacanes. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you had in season two, trying to leave her on Pabu. And yeah. every time Omega's choice has been, she wants to either stay with them or go where she's going to make a difference. Yeah. So I feel like, like Hunter's big thing to accept would be that she makes her own decision and it's not the safest thing for mm-hmm. her. Uh, but I still don't think Hunter's going to survive. So I think uh, by the point where she finally decides where she's ultimately going to go, I don't know if he's going to be there for that. I don't know. I like, I keep, I go, I go back and forth on whether he's going to make it out. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like him moving a bit to the background um, where like Hunter and Omega were, were the focus of season one uh, yeah. season two focused largely on uh, tech. Um, season three seems to be crosshair and I mean, individual episodes focus on individual clones, but I, I honestly am kind of wondering now whether that is going to happen. Cause I just feel like we haven't been spending that much time with him. Oh, sorry guys. Streamyard is being really annoying right now. Yeah. We're, we're having some time. Te- for me, it said it kicked you out, and then yeah, my uh, page inaccessible thing. Weird. Well, at least it doesn't end the stream, even though that's yeah. Annoying. Uh, but yeah, like they they definitely have shifted away from Hunter as a central figure, but I still think there's like I agree that there's going to be like a big choice to come with him regarding Omega's future or like letting the little birdie leave the nest slash let the yeah little birdie decide what happens to the nest whichever direction it goes there but uh but i i think that's because because he's been kind of eaten up by omega being gone and now i think with cross like what crosshair is kind of accurately pointing at and maybe the wrong way that he feels responsible or he feels bad that he wasn't able to rescue her uh but it just yeah that just doesn't seem like that's resolved yet i don't think punching crosshair was (laughs) what fixed that plot line or what concluded it no, you think Echo's going to stick around more, though? Um, I don't know, because, like, 
I, I do kind of wonder whether it almost feels like the show was meant to have four seasons and then they decided three because they've, I don't want to say they've undone some of what they've done at the end of season two, but Echo initially was off doing his own thing. Omega's already back with the group. Um, I, if to me, it would, with, you know, at this point, there's only 11 episodes left for him to, we're going to want him around. I, I think maybe it ends with them apart, but I think he's probably going to stick around for at least a while. Well, it seems like they're kind of using him to do the broader planning setup in the background. So, like, he's yeah. got the information now from Nalase's data pad, goes back to Rex, figure yeah. out what they can while we have, like, an episode or two that are Adventure of the Week, which would seem like a weird two episodes to do. So the next two might be some bigger ones. Yeah. But, like, I'm kind of hoping he sticks around for those two, then he's gone for a bit, or maybe we have an episode that focuses on the Bad Batch and one episode that focuses on him with Rex. Because we did get one half of that with the the crosshair one last season where it was mm -hmm. like, I think it was half echo half crosshair. And was that the Cody one? No, that was too early. I honestly can't remember something else, but yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just wish we got a bit more of him when he was there. I do think we are. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I do think just as an aside, we, we are due for a Rex or Cody episode. So I wouldn't be surprised if the two parter next week, I, I got to double check to make sure. Bad, I'll, bad. I'll look that up right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if whatever the two-parter is. So yeah, March 13th, we get two episodes. Okay, yeah. That is infiltration and extraction. So that makes sense being so a two-parter. The obvious infiltration and extraction would be Mount Tantus, but I wonder whether they could be infiltrating something else in extracting either Rex or Cody, probably Rex. Well, Rex is still off doing something, but Cody is the one that we don't know where he is. And now that crosshairs with the group, like pointing out like, Oh, Hey, I, I don't know where Cody went. That could be a way to, to start that journey. But yeah, I feel like they've got a lot left to, uh, a lot left to do. Cause there's yeah. not even 16 episodes. There's only, uh, I think there's only 15. So, yeah, yeah. So they they've got ten episodes left to to wrap up. I mean, I assume there's going to be a greater clone plot line uh, that they're going to want to finish, and I think they've got a little more to do with kind of the overall Mount Tantus stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, so they got a lot to do. Yeah, uh, but like looking at these titles now, it I don't know that it, we are going to get so many of the. Uh, like character building adventure of the week episodes that aren't tied to those. No, yeah, you're right. I remember I, I thought the return for sure would be the first rescue. Like, I did a, a look at all the episode titles because they came out with the titles before the yeah. season even aired. So, I thought the return was going to be uh, my guess was that Crosshair extracts or escapes and then goes back for uh, Omega. Obviously, that yeah. was with completely incorrect. Yeah, yeah, well. That's kind of weird. Like, if I assume the the episode with the Juggernaut is called Juggernaut, so they put epic like clips for a lot of clips from episode twelve into the trailer. So that's pretty deep into the run. And that that is one to me that just like looking at the trailer seems sort of like an episode of the week where like yeah. they've got a random mission on some random planet. Um, but you'd think they wouldn't. Uh, you'd, you'd think they wouldn't throw that in with like what is it the third last episode. Mm -hmm. or fourth last episode but maybe not well the other ones that kind of stick out to me is potential 
uh, like Adventure of the Week episodes would be like the Harbinger in Bad Territory. Yeah. But all of like if the infiltration and extraction almost seems like what Crosshair thought they'd be doing this week. Mm -hmm. Like they're going into the base to get something out. So unless that is going back to Tantus for something, or maybe yeah. there's like a name like Cody that uh, that Echo found on the list that they got this week. Because I assume that MacGuffin will be what directs at least some part of the next areas to come, unless it's just part of showing what's coming up, like showing that they are building towards some sort of clone-based Mount Tantus plan. But I, I'm just a, I I couldn't get a high quality enough frame to translate everything. All I got was inventory log at the bottom right. It's just gonna be Pablo's fucking grocery list for the week. Yeah, but if I could if I could find like a little Fordo on there somewhere and then make a like make a hundred bucks off that, that'd be great. But no. I'll look. I'll uh I'll try to get a good rip of it. I mean I'll open it through a legal method and <laughs> use my eyes. All right. Fair enough. Uh where do you think Ventress might come in then? That's the other thing I was wondering. I've got no clue. Um like soon i assume um i like it's i could see her fitting into next week's two-parter um but yeah i've got no idea so if if the the uh infiltration and extraction isn't related to mount tantis um i think it would make sense for her to be involved then otherwise i i really don't know yeah like because you'd think if she's going to be an ally for them at some point, having the episode where she's like more of an antagonist would come early rather than yeah. have her like show up one episode and then the next episode they're working together. But we yeah. also know there's like the that some point they're going to be with Fennec. Uh, they're going to be running from Cad Bane. Uh, maybe because she could Omega's... be a bounty hunter too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's the most likely episode. way that Ventress is coming in. Yeah. But the other thing with, uh, even if it's not like Cody or something, Omega's been so focused on Emery. So trying to get Emery out could mean something if they, if Omega's convinced that she could be of help to them. Yeah. That one would be hard to get out of Mount Tantus without really putting everything on high alert. Because it needs to be something that they go in, get something out, and then don't have it immediately be obvious that uh, that the bad batch was there, which makes this it's part of what makes me think that Mount Tantus isn't super. They forgot, likely. um, they forgot Batcher's favorite chew toy. Oh, they forgot uh, Straw Lulu. That is what it is. <laughs> there it is. I do like that. Um, I do like that Batcher just goes with them now all the time. I want to see him in some action though. Yeah, I mean, he was growling at the worm, uh, in this episode, but. I think it was uh, Molly Damon after last week's episode <laughs> yeah. that was like uh, crosshairs like a dad who didn't want to get a dog, but now he's all <laughs> obsessed with it. But at, at first, I, I thought he would, I thought Molly was talking about Omega, but then I realized it was bad. <laughs> like, yes, this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, were, yeah I agree. There were a lot of really good like crosshair interactions this episode, like no hug from from Echo, all the all the Batcher fun. The they were all that, including crosshair about tech being dead. So yeah, when um 
when he said to Echo, oh, no hug for me, I was like, okay, he's going to be all right. Because he's cracking jokes, so he's like... And he didn't immediately just, like, run away. Like, I'm reading uh, Lord of the Rings right now, and I'm on I'm on the Two Towers, and I'm in the second half, which is, like, the, the, uh, the Frodo half, and he just kind of reminds me of Gollum right now, where, like... He's, yeah, he's like an unwilling fucking participant to everything right now. Mm-hmm. He's like looking for an excuse to run away, but he hasn't. Yeah, like I think if I think if it is Cody, that could go a good way to like reintegrating him with uh with the rest of the group and especially Echo. Like if he's and like maybe feeling a bit better about himself if he's if they find out that Cody was taken somewhere and Crosshair can be a help in getting him back, I think yeah, that would be a good plot for them to follow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, I mean, all like I said, all the character stuff I think has been great. Um, I also liked at the end when Wrecker gives them both a hug. He's happy that they, they yeah. both made it. Yeah, we got the, you just knew as soon as they were arguing with each other on the ice. There... Oh. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, I can't. I think Streamyard just wants us to silently nod at each other. Yeah. Any any major before Streamyard kicks us off again? Any major plots or elements we should make sure we hit on? No, I mean I liked seeing the uh, I I just more on Crosshair. The vulnerable moments were nice, where he saw the clone helmet, and mm-hmm. same with the bird. Um. Not Morai, another uh, another meaningful bird. I, I guess he saw it in season, in season two. I completely yeah, forgot the same about vulture that. that was circling yeah. them. I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I also did like too how like the big there wasn't really like the whole time Hunter thinks Crosshair's keeping something about the planet, but it's really just like that he went through some shit there. It's like yeah. it's not that there's like oh there's a secret Imperial spy here or that they've got stormtroopers no he's just he's a little sad about it <laughs> yeah yeah i was kind of hoping that someone would uh catch a peek of him putting the the helmets up and that would factor in a bit more well hunter kind of was like looking over wasn't he i couldn't tell if he actually saw it. i might i'll have to go back and look but yeah i was i was busy scarfing down my chicken tendies while i was watching the show so that was... how, how early were you having chicken tendies we don't need to talk about that were you in the new place or your current place? No, I, I was in current place. I just kind of—I'm trying to eat all the stuff we have left, and I definitely don't just eat lunch food for breakfast. All the so, time. Um, do you have? How is like the move going? Are you still just like doing work, or have you moved any like furniture or anything? Uh, we've ordered some furniture there for stuff that we don't have. Like we don't have really a, a kitchen table and chairs here, so we've ordered that, and that'll get there at some point. But. All of our stuff, other than what we could bring over in like backpacks or a suitcase, is at this place still. Yeah. Uh, my sister's coming over the weekend. We're going to take any of the other loose stuff and like my computers, uh, anything that we don't want the movers to do. We'll start getting set up and then we're fully in next Tuesday. It's like I was there yesterday afternoon before I streamed, like pulling up all the staples from the carpet in our room. I hate that shit. Yeah. It's. <laughs> 
actually getting rid of the carpet's so annoying too because it's like oh it's just this thing on the floor and then you roll it up and it's like a million pounds yeah well i i was cutting it down as i was rolling it up so it was in smaller chunks so we okay. painted That's our bedroom right. painted the living room taken the carpets out upstairs revealed the uh varying quality of hardwood floor below my sister and her boyfriend are coming up over the weekend me and him are gonna do whatever we're gonna do to the floors just buff it out or sand it down if we have to and then uh, we'll be ready for all of our shit to get there on Tuesday and I can get back to normal work schedule. When do you have to be out of your apartment? We technically have it until the 31st. Okay. But uh, I think we're going to switch the utilities over earlier because then my landlord can just come in and do whatever he wants. But So when you do you want to be out? I mean, probably the 20th. We're just going to tell him we'll leave the keys yeah. and we'll be yeah. done. We got to get everything out. Then I want to. I need to come back for the last recycling and garbage day, so I don't want him to get it back before then. And we'll do some cleaning in here, and just so we don't. You got to get that deposit back. There's no deposit. It's not legal. Oh yeah, I forgot. Ontario actually has landlord laws. Yep. We get that. You you do like first month or last month's rent deposit, but that just means that we're not paying rent this month. We already paid it three years ago. Yeah. And we get the wow, you've been in the place back. for three years. Holy, yeah. it does not feel like that long. I mean, so I, still, they, I still remember when we had the roaches guest, guesting on every oh my god. So I've been starting to change my my address in places. I logged into my Lego account, my Lego.ca account, because they send me mail to mm-hmm. try to sell me Legos. Yeah, and you know how they have like the kids zone or whatever. Yeah, so I got the magazine ask, today. Yeah. <laughs> So they'll assign you like a default profile name when you first go on there. Yeah. And then you have to change it because <laughs> so I fucking log into it and it just shows me fun cockroach 055 or something. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God damn. It's rough. Wow. Yeah. They, they really got me. Yeah. They, they did fucking get you. But that like, the the day that datapad got demonetized was its fifth anniversary as well so i got that is so wild together and yeah but that means that we've been friends for over five years because datapad was technically your idea wow yeah i don't i don't i think that might be taking it a bit far well okay you i mentioned it was something that i would consider doing and you really encouraged that i do it but that means we were already talking that much by that point which seems kind of crazy i know now we're fucking old yeah, I, I just got my so like they sent me the email for like my new creator award and I'm like, mm-hmm. do I do it now and put my current place? Like I probably not. That'd be a bad idea. Yeah. Um but like Because you're still you got like a month. Yeah. Like just over a month. Just over a month. So it's like, will it take over a month? Probably no. like ninety five percent likely, but like maybe not. <laughs> And like, I, mean, I also—is there a problem with waiting? Like, is it? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait. But like, I've got sponsors who want to do stuff. Like, yeah. do I really want the people living in the house right now to be getting like, oh, here's Manscaped, here's G Fuel, here's whatever <laughs> gamer subs? Like, I'm just making random ones up, but you know. Yeah, that's not free sponsorship for those guys. No, 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 absolutely not. Have you started packing anything? Yeah, well, we've been like downsizing pretty heavily. Um, like we've taken the kitchen, like we've we've pretty much finished upstairs. Like we've got 
the kitchen cleaned out. We've got the kids' rooms. We've just we've been selling shit, getting rid of shit. We're about to sell the dining room table because we're getting one made. Um, but Kelsey's really on top of it, so nice. it shouldn't be too bad. We're gonna kind of do the same thing where we're gonna take over as much. I mean, we've got a van and an SUV, and we're you know less than a kilometer away from the house, so we're just gonna drive over as much as we can, and then get movers to do the rest. Yeah, we've been taking like small furniture on the bus so they the bus drivers have enjoyed that at least yeah i mean if if i could not have a car here i would but yeah no that's not possible there it's barely possible here yeah there's like w- one square kilometer in dartmouth where you could not have a car we have <laughs> some friends that don't that live there here? yeah oh yeah yeah i've got a lot of friends who don't but in the suburbs you you want a car for yeah. sure all right. Well, I think before StreamYard kicks us off again, unless there's any pressing bad batch details from this episode that we didn't get to, Worm was cool. Tremors, Dune, a lot of overlap on. You have your bad batch overlaps with Tremors, which overlaps with Dune. I think. Did that's you uh, Did you see the first Dune? By the way, I haven't yet. I <laughs> I'm just so far behind on every piece of media. Like I'm gonna finish Skyrim someday. <laughs> it's yeah in VR where it's connected directly to your cerebellum. Yeah. The 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 Twitter thread that was going after you was like, oh, his co-host reads stuff. It's like, no, you've read so much more sci-fi than me. Wait, what was this? There was there uh who was the fucking weirdo that had like Dragon Ball GD or Dragon oh, Ball yeah, GT's canon guy? I think it was in that in that yeah, era. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, but that account is one hundred percent the account that I'd make to just troll the rest of you. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean trust him if it was me. Dragon Ball GT. It's funny because, like, with Star Wars, the expanded universe, it was at least, you know, fairly popular. It's like anybody truly arguing that Dragon Ball GT is and always has been canon, like, you're a sicko. What do you even mean by canon in that case, though? Like, I understand the, like, canon as a useful term in Star Wars (laughs) only refers to, like, these stories are in the same universe as these other stories and they reference each other. Even if they don't directly, this stuff kind of is in the background. It's yeah. it's a useless term otherwise. Like it didn't fucking happen. It's not like twenty years ago the expanded universe did happen somewhere, <laughs> and then Disney was like, "No, that fucking parallel uh, reality." Did you see the original story. Star Wars trailer where it's like, "In another place, this could all be happening right now." Cerveza <laughs> <Surveys laughs> Cristal. Yeah, it's like they fucked up like the one thing, like the opening crawl. Yeah, well, it was, it was a different time. They weren't allowed to watch the the opening crawl before the movie back then. But yeah, like Dragon Ball GT, I they ignored it. Like, I I don't watch Dragon Ball Super either. I think it looks like shit, but like it's clearly a different story. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> I just want Goku to be young again. Are the Chibis canon now? Whatever the new fucking one is. I don't know. Charlie keeps trying to get me to watch that. I'm like. But I'm, I'm trying to like let him off and easy that I'm not interested anymore. But I don't know. Well, maybe, uh, maybe if you just go and pull some docking with him once or twice, he'll he's be like, "Mate, it's so similar to the original Dragon Ball. It's so sick." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, normally this is where we'd say that we're going to be live on X two, but that stream is happening on Friday this week. Yeah. So. This is Wednesday. That's Friday. 
there may be some people live on X2 tomorrow night. I've got to not be here while a showing happens, or I don't want to be here streaming while people are going through my apartment. Yeah, that'd be um, weird. Uh, so I might stream something. Oh, tomorrow we're about night. to leave. We're about to leave. Just end it. It's, it's just the thing. 